Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. Coming up on NBA Today, the addition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs wasn't enough for them to make the postseason. Will they need an MVP Luka season to contend? And Team USA head coach Steve Kerr joins the show live to talk about his expectations for the FIBA World Cup and his new look Warriors squad. Plus, it was announced that the Kobe Crazy 8 is making a comeback. We'll go top of the talk with Kobe's best moments wearing his first signature shoe. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, along with Chine Ogumike and Ramona Shelburne. I'm Christine Williams. Making my NBA Today debut. I'm very excited to be here from Malika Andrews, who is out for the rest of the week. I'll be with you the rest of the week. Kendrick Perkins is going to be with us in a moment. We have a packed show for you guys. Uh, we're going to start with Kyrie Irving. We have Steve Curran and Brianna Stewart joining us also later in the show. But let's start with Kyrie Irving. Uh, because as we know, social media is a lovely place. Oh, really? Is it for you? I don't know about me, but. Maybe call out an NBA superstar here and there. And one of the latest to be targeted is Kyrie Irving. This time, a post accused the eight-time All-Star of not achieving anything since 2017, which, as you are aware, was his last season playing with LeBron James and the Cavs. Now, we're also aware that Kyrie Irving is not one to back down to a keyboard warrior. He responded, pin this tweet and see what happens in the next few years. So let's just take a look at this critically, shall we? Because it has been a tough go round for Kyrie since he left the Cavs in 2017. He was in Boston for two seasons, and in March of 2018, he hurt his knee and missed the rest of the season that year. His team reached the conference finals. The the following year, they lost to the Bucks in the second round. Then Kyrie teamed up with KD in Brooklyn, and we know how that went. Over three and a half seasons with the Nets, Kyrie played in 143 of a possible 278 games, which math makes that just 51%. You did that right now. Top of your head. I did, yeah. I, I know math <laughs> I on the top it. of my head. Finally, last season, Kyrie was traded to the Dallas Mavs to pair up with Luka the Don. He made his Mavs debut on February 8th. Dallas was a top four seed in the West. They won just eight of the 20 games in which Kyrie suited up and did not even qualify for the play-in tournament. Now, there is Kendrick Perkins, who's joining us. Perk, I'm going to start with you on this one. How motivated do you think that Kyrie will be going into the season? All NBA. All NBA. All (laughs) NBA type season. That's what I'm expecting. Look, we saw Kyrie Irving last season that was going through a lot, and he still went out there and put up 27, almost 27 points, six assists, and five rebounds, something around that nature. A motivated Kyrie Irving? That's, that's going to get a fresh start in training camp with a coach that he respects. See, that's the thing that people miss. When you look at when he was in Cleveland, who he was under, Ty Lue, a guy that played the game of basketball, a guy that played with Hall of Famers, a guy that won NBA championships as a player, Kyrie, a guy that was able to hold Kyrie Irving accountable, 
all of a sudden you look at Brad Stevens, you look at Steve Nash. Kyrie Irving walked into that situation in Brooklyn, and from the uh, things that happened and transpired, he didn't respect Steve Nash like that, but he respected the hell out of Jason Kidd. And Jason Kidd is going to be able to hold him accountable when need be. So a motivate, motivated Kyrie Irving that's ready to prove the world wrong with a skinny Luka, I'm looking at Kyrie Irving to be an all-NBA caliber player this season. Skinny Luka still sounds like those skinny drinks, right? I, it doesn't sit right with me, Perth. But, but you're right. You're right. I think that the rubber has met the road when it comes to Kyrie because we all know it was a tumultuous mm -hmm. last few seasons for Kyrie both on and off the court. And now he's in a destination where he can sort of be a little bit more free with how he approaches a game. He's in Texas and he's playing with Luka. You know, he teams up well with superstars. And so you think about the big picture. This is a guy who's entering. We're in the same class. We were in the same McDonald's all American class in 2010. All of my peers are saying, you know, this contract, this situation, where I'm at now is going to dictate my next few years. Mm -hmm. It's going to dictate legacy. He's someone that thinks about legacy. And I think all the conversations we had around Kyrie has fallen off of the court as of late the past few years. He wants to prove he's in prove it mode in actuality. He wants to prove that he is that same player and not the, the noise that is around him. Listen, the, that answer he gave on social media is mm -hmm. exactly the right tone that he needed to strike. The, I mean, he wasn't saying mm -hmm. you're wrong. He didn't fire back at anybody. He said, pin this tweet and let's see what happens over the next couple of years. And everything Kyrie has done this summer has been exactly you want, what you want to see if you're the Dallas Mavericks. He's at the Drew League. He's getting back at the grassroots level. He's playing. He's out there. And we haven't heard from him all summer. This is the first time you've heard from him, and it's actually saying something that is focused on just basketball and being and being a great, productive player and reestablishing himself in this league. One of the things I think with Kyrie Irving the last couple of years is, you know, the, there's a saying like, "Never think you made it," right? I think he thought he had made it at some point, especially when he left LeBron James. I'm going to go out on my own. Boston, obviously, was a disaster. Brooklyn was a disaster. But now he's back in Dallas, and I think he did very well in his contract that he signed this summer. That was a validation by the Dallas Mavericks to give him three guaranteed years there. If you would have told me that a couple of years ago in the middle of the vaccination mess where he wasn't playing, I, would have, I wouldn't have believed you. But the fact that he got that from the Mavericks, they empowered him, I think he's doing exactly what they wanted this summer. Yeah, and in his defense, we always ask this question when superstars leave other superstars. They win championships in one place. Are they able to do it again? So we'll see if Kyrie is able to do that. Kyrie can do a lot on the court, but the Mavs are powered by Luka Doncic and his former head coach had a bold statement for the Slovenian going into the season. Take a listen. Or actually, it's a read. So the current Pacers head coach, Carlisle, told DallasBasketball.com, I think Luka is going to be MVP this year. So Luca will be 25 years old by the end of this sixth season in the NBA. Shanae. Yes. What will Luca need to do to take home the MVP this season? Keep that same energy. Literally. I mean, we all know that it's hard to be Luka Doncic because his usage is through the roof. But if he's able to come in, which he has the last two seasons going into this year, you know, in shape, aggressive, ready to dominate. We're talking about the guy who was number two in points per game last year. 32 points per game. How old is that man? Yeah. Like 10 more points 25. per game than his age. Is he 25? Okay, I thought yeah. he was younger than that. But you, you get my point. Yeah. I think that if he's able to have that mentality that we're coming to make a splash, the way that they exited the playoffs was way underachieving. I have Kyrie Irving. We've got a better defense. Yep. I should be winning MVP. We all, I think, sat here about a year ago and said, hey, 
Luca's probably the narrative is for him to make that next next step, and he can actually do it if he's able to have team success, put up similar numbers, have more of a balanced offense where he doesn't have to do all of the work. MVP is right in front of him. Like he can actually achieve that. You know, so, somebody with the Mavericks told me last year, like, when do we think Luca's really going to take that jump? They were like, you remember the summer that Jokic came back with abs? Right, that's when we know Luca's gonna be winning the MVP when it's gonna be his time and his he takes that step forward. And all I see him on social media is running up those stairs in Slovenia. Okay, (laughs) so he's 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 doing he's doing that at least from the filtered view that we get through social media. Jason Kidd, I talked to him this morning. He said he just went and visited him in Slovenia. That they're they're in a really good place. Luca's excited, but this is now his time. That quote from Rick Carlisle. There's a lot of layers to that. Okay, because that was. That ended. That did not end well. That relationship between those right. two. So Rick to come out and say that is. I mean, obviously Luca is that good. But your former coach saying that. And is that, on, that that's trying to make nice after the breakup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was interesting. But yeah, Luca's been an MVP favorite for the last three years. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, Perk, I'm curious to hear your thoughts just because I know Ramona just said the thing about Jokic, and I know you like to say that he has a whack bod. I feel like Luka kind of falls in that same category. What do you think Luka has to do in order to get it in MVP uh, season? I mean, he's, he's definitely first team all whack body. But uh-huh. look, here, here's the thing. We talk about Luka making that leap or making that jump. He averaged 32, 8, and 8. Yeah. Those are MVP numbers in itself. True. Like, the only thing with Luka is now all of a sudden that has to accumulate into wins and Ws. If he keep that same energy like Sinead talk about and being consistent, and it's not on the floor, it's off the floor, of being able to be disciplined throughout the, from the start of training camp all the way through the postseason, meaning making sure he do the right things when it comes to dieting and staying in shape. That's the only thing we can criticize Luca of, is not being able to maintain and keep his weight down. But if he's locked in and willing to sacrifice, and he come in and have the same year that he just had last season, he would definitely be in the MVP conversation. 32-8-8 are MVP numbers. Yeah, for sure. You just saw that. Uh, the favorites to win next year's MVP award. According to Caesars, the reigning finals MVP, Nikola Jokic, as you mentioned, uh, Ramona has the shortest odds, followed by Luka and Giannis. All right, guys, still to come on NBA Today. Speaking of Luka, he's currently playing in a tune-up game before the FIBA Basketball World Cup. We'll check in on his first game of the summer. And Team USA head coach Steve Kerr stops by the show to talk everything that's going on for Team USA ahead of the FIBA World Cup, and we ask about his new point guard. Plus, Liberty superstar Brianna Stewart sat down with our Malika Andrews to talk about the super teams that have formed this season in the W. More NBA Today after this break. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Greece and Slovenia are playing in a tune-up match this afternoon, so let's check out some of the highlights. We start in the late first quarter. Slovenia up eight. Luka drives to the defender, goes flying, and he goes back up, gets the foul and the bucket. Take another look. That's a superstar non-call yeah, exactly, right there. Exactly. He looks he looks tan and thin. We love that for him. Okay, we are so happy now to be joined on NBA Today by Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. Coach, congrats. You are making your debut as head coach for Team USA and at the upcoming World Cup. Uh, what does taking over this role mean to you? Well, it's an incredible honor, Christine. I mean, there's very few people have ever been able to to say they were the head coach of the United States men's basketball team. So um, I played in this event um, when I was in college, 1986. Um, I was an assistant coach um, with Pop the last go around. And, and uh, so now it feels like full circle to, uh, to, to actually become the head coach. And it's just a, a joy and an honor um, to be part of it. And um, an incredible experience to, uh, to, to coach both in the World Cup and, and the Olympics. Um, it's, you know, to coach with guys like Eric Spolstra and Ty Lu and Mark Few, and then to coach the players that we have, guys we're used to competing against all season long. Uh, it's really an amazing experience, and I'm, I'm lucky to be, be part of it. I saw you laugh a little at that Luca clip, you know, the, that we just showed. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's this competition like now? It used to be always, you know, be the U.S. And, and, you know, last time the U.S. at the World Cup came in seventh. How does this team do better, especially with all the top talent in the competition around well, the world? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is perspective. Um, you know, times have changed. I mean, arguably, you know, three of the top four or five players in the NBA are, are foreigners. So uh, the international teams uh, have caught up. Uh, it's much tougher competition now um, than than ever before. And, um, you know, we won the gold in, in uh, Tokyo in 21. But it was it was a haul. The whole way was was difficult. And, you know, we had all all the very best players in the NBA. So uh, it's a great challenge. I don't think you can get too wrapped up in the narrative of, hey, you're USA, you got to win, all this. All that stuff goes out the window. It's it's about respecting the FIBA game, uh, learning the rules quickly, adapting to them, and then the guys just learning to play together because um, most USA teams are thrown together pretty quickly, whereas the teams you're playing against have a lot of continuity because they have the same guys playing year after year. Uh, you mentioned the fact that most of the USA rosters are thrown together pretty quickly. Things were a little different this year with how the roster was put together. It was finished weeks before training camp. There were no true tryouts, no multi-year commitments. Right. Why was it so different this year? Well, we felt we learned from 19, 2019 when we finished seventh. We had tryouts that year. Yeah. Um, it was a more difficult process um, for the players, and we felt like we could simplify things this year by naming the 12 guys and then getting right into it um, in terms of focusing on, on what we have to do. Rather than guys worrying about making the team, they can focus on, on their job and um, becoming part of the group and and 
really bonding as a team, you know, well before the first game of the tournament. You know, Steph Curry was already on this show a little while ago saying he wants to play in 2024. Some of the guys that we're going to see in 2024 obviously aren't going to be on the team for this World Cup. How do you balance that, this idea that you sort of used to have to play in this tournament to earn your spot in the Olympics, but obviously with the amount of playing the time that guys do during the year, you can't expect that every year. Yeah, and, and, you know, FIBA recently changed the World Cup to the year before the Olympics. It used to be every two years mm-hmm. in between, and so you could get commitments from guys to play both. Um, these days, that's not the case, uh, not only for USA basketball, but for all the international teams. You know, a lot of the big stars, um, they don't want to play two summers in a row. It's a huge commitment. It's understandable. Um, so you see that around the world, and um, some of the teams we're playing against are, are going to be missing um, some, some great players. So it's an interesting dynamic that has changed FIBA. I think um, as it relates to us, uh, we've got great young talent, and I couldn't be more excited about coaching these guys. I've talked to Coach K quite a bit about his experience when he had younger groups, and you know I, I think our team's going to be so enthusiastic and, and so excited to be part of this that um, it's going to be a great experience. We just we just got to be ready. We got to go and defend and uh, and, and be ready to uh, to really be aggressive um, at both ends right away because this this tournament and these games happen pretty quickly. You mentioned big stars on your roster and also young stars. The list of players that make a huge leap in the respective NBA seasons following playing for Team USA is a long one. So after 2019's World Cup, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Chris Middleton all average career highs the following NBA season. Who do you think will use their time during the World Cup to make a leap heading into next NBA season? Yeah, it's a great question, Christina. I, I always felt like when I was in Phoenix as general manager, um, now as a Warriors coach, I want my young guys playing USA basketball. It's such a great experience. And there is a leap. I think there's a leap in confidence. Uh, sometimes there's a, an, an elevation in terms of uh, role. You know, these guys you're looking at our roster here, uh, all starters, um, several all stars, um, but almost everybody is really young. And and um, on the rise. And um, so I, you could pick almost anybody and say, hey, these these guys, you know, in the next next year or two are going to be you know, at the very top of the list in terms of you know, best players in the league. So you added Chris Paul to the team this offseason. Think about adding him to the World Cup team just to get a <laughs> feel for how you're going to coach him. <laughs> what, what, what are, what's your take, relationship with him? Take, like? Yeah, no, I will take Chris Paul on any team, including a pickup game that I'm trying to win to stay <laughs> on the floor. Because I, I've competed against him uh, too often, and I know how difficult he is to beat. Uh, but, yeah, we're really excited to have, have Chris, and uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a fun season coming up. How, how have your conversations been with him so far? Like, what have you gotten together yet? I know he's traveling. You're always in Hawaii for the first part of the summer. What, 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 have, what have you gotten to talk to him about? Uh, well, we, we met in Vegas. Um, I watched Steph and Chris work out together. Um, we've talked about our team. One of the things I told Chris was we have to be more uh, controlled this year. Last year, we were number 29 in the league in turnovers. In, in other words, second worst in the league. But we had the, the fastest pace in the league. That's not a great combination. That's wild. 
<laughs> and one of the things I love about Chris is that he controls games. And um, so I told him we need his ability to control the game at key times for us. And he knows he's going to adapt to some of the stuff we do, uh, especially when he's playing with Steph, uh, throwing the ball ahead, playing with a little more pace. So I kind of like the idea of finding uh, a better balance this year and being being more under control, but but still being you know really lethal offensively. And then of course, you know what Chris does in pick and roll and his mid range game, he always gives you a chance in every possession to get a good shot. And um, he's you know he's one of the great point guards of all time. So we're we're lucky to have him. Okay, so I'm glad you guys seemingly have a very good relationship now because before you go, we have to ask you about this moment back in 2018 between you and CP3. Just take us through <laughs> what you guys were joking about. I mean, obviously he thought something was happening that you might not have known was happening. So what was going through your mind in this situation? Well, I didn't know. I didn't, you know, I think we were joking about traveling. And, uh, but, you know, he was not joking. I was joking about traveling. <laughs> he, he didn't want any, any part of it. Uh, you know, one of the funny things about this league is that you compete against people and especially if you see someone in the playoffs um, over and over again, like we, we did with, with Chris in Houston. Um, and then all of a sudden your teammates or you're coaching someone and you, you laugh at moments like this where, you know, you're at each other's throats yeah. for much of your career. Reminded me a little bit, you know, when I played I, Reggie Miller and I played against each other in college and, and, and then the pros as well. And I used to hate Reggie. Oh, man. Like he was. <laughs> and then we became broadcast partners and he became a great friend. And so I feel like that's kind of how it's going to be with Chris. We've all hated him, you know, for, because we were competing and he was so good, and now that's our guy, and we love him. <laughs> okay, I do want to take it quickly back to the FIBA World Cup and just ask you, because obviously Team USA is favored to win, but uh, you have Canada, who has 10 NBA players on that roster. So who do you think is the biggest threat to Team USA? Well, there's a number of teams. I mean, Germany's going to be really good this year. Yep. Uh, we just watched the highlights of Slovenia. I mean, just knowing um, it's a one-and-done situation. you got to go up against Luka. You know you've got to play well. Um, Serbia is always good. France, um, a tremendous program and team, and they've got a lot of continuity and, and great coaching. And So all these teams are, are a huge threat, and um, we got to be ready. All right, well, good luck. We're excited to watch you guys, and we'll, thank you so much for joining NBA Today. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. All right, coming up on NBA Today, Liberty superstar Brianna Stewart comes into studio to talk about the career year she's having. You are not going to want to miss that sit-down interview. Plus, Luca, the Don, is playing right now for the Slovenian national team. Highlights of their tune-up game against Greece ahead of the FIBA World Cup right after this. And Kobe's signature shoe line is one of the most legendary in history. But it all started with the crazy eights that are making a comeback this summer. We relive some of his best moments in those shoes. NBA Today right back after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today. The fans can hardly believe what they just saw. Oh, Kobe Bryant! Woo-hoo-hoo! He's caught for human life! Oh! What did I just see? Pop off, Kobe. Pop it a little bit. Adidas is relaunching Kobe Bryant's first signature shoe, the Crazy 8s. In honor of those shoes, we're doing a top of the top, top, Kobe plays in the crazy eights in both the white and black Iconic. colorway. Which are the best ones, obviously. No. All of these plays are from the 1997-98 Ooh, season. That's yeah. top windmill. That was- off of the assist from Shaq. Shaq loved playing point guard. Oh. He loved leading the break. <laughs> what a little, what a little baby ceiling fan. All right, top oop in Seattle and Kobe oh, yeah. reverses it home off the log. Let's just enjoy that arena there. That's so nice. <laughs> Can we go back? <laughs> we might be. All right, top reverse. If you recognize yep. this one, it's because oh, yep. you've been yep. used on an iconic Man. Kobe poster. Man, oh yes. Oh, don't touch your heels with it, Cole. Oh man. All the feel. Beautiful. Good shot of the shoes there too. Uh, speaking of posters, how about Kobe in the preseason? On Ben Wallace. And <laughs> Wallace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talking oh about man. preseason. That's bad. Oh man. Mean cross. Embarrassing. Is it at least? Just a little bit. Yeah, just a smidge. Uh, and then top All Star. <laughs> His first All Star appearance was in MSG and he showed out with a 360. I just like, like the intensity. Alley oop. The intensity. Yeah, not a lot of defense right there. I know, that is true. Grant Hill's like, nope. Mm. (laughs) Okay, so Perk, those are the Kobe Crazy 8s. What shoes did you get your best dunk in? (laughs) 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 I think that's where she would go Uh, with that. (laughs) I I, I mean, are we going, Christine, look, are we going back to high school? Are we going back? In the league, last week, you know what I'm saying. If I, if I, <laughs> no. if, if if I had to be, in, if it had to, uh-huh. if we're talking about the NBA, then I would say the pro models. When I was with the Celtics, I had a reverse dunk on JaVale McGee in Washington. Dunk? Yeah, can yeah, we get a reverse the, dunk. Can we get the footage on that? I put it. If you oh, say I, so, I, I sent it. I said I'll post it up later. Yeah, that's <laughs> fact. Yeah, reverse dunk on JaVale McGee. It was a poster too. <laughs> One I would of love the best to see that. Ones so we asked Javale, would he remember this? No, smooth, Christine. 
<laughs> that was smooth. Yeah, just a little bit. All right, Perk, can't wait to see that. Coming up on NBA Today, we check in on how Luka Doncic did in today's exhibition game against Greece. NBA Today will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You did it. Stay petty so you don't have to get petty. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back. Let's get some W highlights in here. Alyssa Thomas was an absolute bucket last night. She became the first player in WNBA history to record a 2015-10 game. One more time. 2015-10 game. First player ever in W history. I mean, Janae, she was a bucket. This is my former teammate, still someone I'm close to and have so much respect for. She plays so hard. She can dime them. I remember a couple years back, LeBron James took notice of her game because they're very similar in how they can pass, they can score, and they can elevate others. Yeah, to be clear, just so you know, she was the first player in WNBA history to record a 2015-10 game, but she had 21 points, 20 rebounds, and 12 assists. Way to go, AT. I see you. So, yeah, she was a bucket, to say the least. The Sun won that one 79-69. Now, the Aces were one win away from clinching the playoffs as they went into their game against the Dream, looking to improve to 13-0 at home this season. Chelsea Gray, we know what she does. She's like the most ridiculous passer, I would, I would on say, time, in the on WNBA. Target and with some flair. Always. Uh, she finished, uh, Wilson finished with 20 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, Gray, again, finds Jackie Young. Ooh. I mean. Oh, that's, embar- that's, that's embarrassing. Tough. That's tough. Right. Just don't get hurt. But that's right. a crossover segment we do later. Her improvement season to season <laughs> has been remarkable, Jackie Young. Yeah. Uh, okay, so think about LeBron James. Yeah. Ryan Howard drives baseline. Ball strip, Young picks it up, runs in transition. Young to Alicia Clark, passes to Young, layup. Aces go on to win 70 or 93 to 72. And by the way, they clinch that playoff spot. Now, the Liberty took on the Sparks. The Liberty did go on to win this game, but Neka Ogumake made history last night. Gas your sister a little bit. Oh, absolutely. My sis is a beast. She's a boss. Sorry, y'all. I'm biased. And she made history. She passed Candace Parker, her former teammate, for second on the Sparks all-time scoring list. Who number one? Lisa? Lisa Leslie. I mean, that's it just We had a moment work. in the locker room. I was like, sis, I love you, and I'm so proud of you. She just did it. But, yeah, obviously, New York is a, a juggernaut. They're yeah. a super team. Our team competed. Love that fall away. Y'all can see me in orange on the side. Y'all can see me. Oh, yeah. You look cute. You look cute. We see you. <laughs> but I'm so proud of our team for our effort and our fight. And, and you know, I'm also proud of where the league is because uh, the New York Liberty, they, they you put on a show. Tough. 
we played them tough, but they yeah. put on a show, and they've got so many weapons. Yeah, Stewie had 16 points, 12 rebounds as a Liberty, won 76 to 69. Stewie, by the way, hung out with Malika Andrews yesterday. Take a listen. Thank you so much, Christine. Joining us now is Brianna Stewart. Stewie, the woman who really needs no introduction. But Stewie, let's just start here. Despite the league MVP nods, despite a pair of championships, a host of other awards, it feels like this year you've just taken your game to an entirely different level. What's been driving your individual success, do you think? I think what's been driving my individual success is continuing to make sure that I set the standard for this league and where we are and what we deserve and also knowing that, you know, I'm at a new team, a new franchise. Uh, the Liberty have never won a WNBA championship and making sure that we kind of put ourselves on the map and are able to contend right away. But it's not just you, right? In order to be able to get to that mountaintop, it takes a, a bunch of unsung heroes. So when you're looking at Maureen Johannes, players like Benijah Laney, when you're looking at those types of players, what have they brought to the stage for you? Yeah, I mean, I think Benajah, she just is the blue-collar player, you know, the one that's that's always doing the dirty work. She's posting up smaller guards, getting rebounds. Uh, Maureen is um, a playmaker, you know. It's, it's like watching a show when you see her play. JJ's, you know, coming alive with tons of double-doubles as of late. Obviously, Sue, Sabrina. So yeah. um, we know it's a team effort, and it's really exciting to be able to play with all these amazing players and know that, you know, we haven't quite reached our pot potential yet, but we want to peak when it's playoffs. Yeah, but that's the exciting part, that there's still a little bit left in the tank to be able to get there. We were talking a little bit off-camera about the schedule that you all have in August, and you, a super team, face another super team in the Aces four times this month alone. It kind of starts to have a little bit of a playoff feel. What does that do when you're trying to game plan for a team like that that many times in a row? Yeah, I think once we're playing Vegas four times in August, it's it's really, you know, scouting, trying different things, seeing what works, what yeah. doesn't, and making sure that, you know, the most important thing is, you know, we remember what happened in the first game versus the second versus the third to the fourth um, and take that with us and know that, you know, as we are playing Vegas a lot in, in the month of August, we are also playing a lot of other WNBA teams. And, you know, we have to take it one game at a time because in this league, anybody can be anybody. Do you get a better gauge for yourself in those sorts of matchups where you get to sort of, okay, this is where the bar was set in the last matchup, and now we get to raise it and raise it again? Yeah, I think you can feel the, the intensity and, you know, where, like you said, where the bar is at and where we need to continue to be at. Obviously, Vegas has been playing really well this season. I mean, two losses is, is crazy, but uh, making sure that, you know, we're competing with them every single night. We're contending. We're making things difficult and, you know, finding our own our own wins offensively and defensively. Yeah, Stewie, something that you have talked about a lot, something that you have been passionate about is continuing to improve and to make steps and strides forward in this league, in the WNBA. And a specific cause that you've talked about a lot is travel. What have your experiences been like lately? What are you pushing towards as a change you want to see? Our experience lately has been a little bit crazy. This mm -hmm. is, we're just coming off of eight games in 14 days. Um, we had a game that was rescheduled that the WNBA had then put in as a back-to-back. -back. Okay. And then we flew to L.A. on Saturday, fly across country, play Sunday, early game in L.A. Um, so we're rolling with the punches, but I think, you know, really realizing and make sure, making sure that we're using our voices for the travel because we want to be playing our best. We want people yeah. to come watch us. We want people to see us on TV and, you know, not be like, oh, wow, Stewie looks tired. Oh, wow, you know, Sav and Sloot, they're, they're tired because they flew across the country. And, and just making, making sure that awareness is there. Yeah, because you want to be able to prepare your best so you can play your best so that 
all of the kids, all of the parents, all of the fans who've bought those tickets can then see you at your best. That brings us to, to early last month, right? You created, and there was a lot of hype as you announced your new uh, unrivaled league, right? It's in partnership with your, your former right college teammate, Nafisa Collier. What was the process like in forming that? How did it come to fruition? And why was this something that you wanted to, to put your name and your efforts behind? Unrivaled came pretty quickly, to be honest. Mm. Um, I had a meeting in December about it. And then from there, it, we kind of gained traction and, and just really took off. And, and the ability to have a league where players can be home. Um, but I think even before, I should say that, where players can finish the WNBA season, have rest, you know, be home for major holidays, and then play basketball with all the other amazing athletes of the WNBA yep. and be in a, a city that's different than the WNBA, marketable, um, the opportunity to, to just grow the game in different directions because with the WNBA, there is a lot of red tape as far as sponsors and who's allowed and who's not. And um, having people see different players than they don't normally know. Um, and I think that's why three-on-three three and, and one-on-one is, is really important because it's, it's different than five-on-five. Five. You know, it's, it's competitive, it's individualized, and, and a way to, to kind of continue to grow our, our game and have unrivaled and the WNBA grow side-by-side. Side. Yeah, I think about players like Brittany Griner. You tweeted every single day about her, her for her, to her, in the days that, that she was uh, – wrongfully detained in Russia. What is a new league? What does unrivaled mean for a player for a player like her? Unrivaled for a player like BG just means safety and security and the ability to be home and play the sport that you love and um, I think that's you know the ultimate goal. I've had amazing overseas experiences and love playing basketball overseas but but really I love playing basketball and wanting to be able to do that year round and making sure that I'm able to provide for my family in that way and now we're, we're having that opportunity where we can offer you know all the top players of the WNBA to be a part of this league mm -hmm. and um, continue to start something new. Mm. We have talked about the ways in which you've pushed the game forward, whether it be unrivaled, whether it be the work that you're doing around making sure that WNBA teams and players have appropriate travel. But I also want to talk about the, the Stewie ones because they're everywhere. I got a pair. Like, they, they are everywhere. And I'm you get the ones? Young men. Yeah, I got you. guys sent them. And the to twos? Me. I got that. You got, I haven't gotten the twos. Oh, okay. We got to get you. I get to get the twos. Well, and my producer <laughs> in my ear right now saying that he could use some as well. What does it mean to you, though? I mean, it's the first signature shoe that a WNBA player has had in over a decade. What does it mean to you to be able to, to see young people wearing your shoes and progress the game in that way? Yeah. To be able to be the 10th women's basketball player Insane. to have a signature shoe and the first in 10 years is like crazy and I, I say the same thing it's bittersweet you know because it's an amazing feeling but also there should be way more um, but now to have gone through a season with the ones and now to be really rolling out the deck of the twos it's it's awesome to see a lot of different people wearing them you know kids men women basketball players non-basketball players um and just realize that you know this is what the WNBA needs yep. is is more spotlight and the, the ability to share our sh our stories and have it so people can go into the store and be like i want to buy the stewie twos because i want to play like stewie you yeah. know and and have that inspiration and motivation so i hope that there's many more signature shoes to come i do too because as you were talking i've had three different producers get in my ear saying well I, i'd rock them <laughs> what about me can i can i get in on all this let's 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 end here you're a new york native you got the chance to go home that's not something that everyone gets to do what is the best part maybe on the court and off of being back in in your home state the best part of being back in new york is just being closer to my family you know being being 
back where I'm rooted, you know, where I've, I've laid roots down, obviously being close to, to UConn, close to Syracuse, and, and knowing, and it's like an on-the-court, off-the-court thing. It's like the people I'm seeing on the street, you know, you know a lot of them. A lot of them come to the games and support, and it's just a, a different sense of pride. Obviously, I loved my time in Seattle, but to have the opportunity to come to New York yeah. um, was, was a big deal for me, and, you know, I know it's going to help push this league forward. Are the Liberty a super team? Remains to be seen. Brianna Stewart, <laughs> thank you so much for spending a little bit of time here with us on NBA Today. Thank you. Brianna and the Liberty highlight our big game next Sunday on ABC. They'll host Asia Wilson and the Aces in a matchup between the teams with the best records in the W. Coverage tips at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific from Barclays Center. Coming up next on NBA Today, we check in on how Luka Doncic did in today's exhibition game against Greece. NBA Today will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. You're watching NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Greece and Slovenia are playing in a tune-up match this afternoon, so let's check out some of the highlights. Luca the Don getting ready. You know why we're here. Late first quarter, Slovenia up eight. Ooh. He drives. The defender There's goes no foul. No foul, of course. Gets the bucket and the he foul. He could have shot that, and he was just like marinating in the weapon. <laughs> and then still got the contact. And one sign, y'all missed that. Uh -huh. Yeah, Luca would make the free throw. Second quarter under a minute. Now Slovenia up four. Off the grease miss, Luca with the full court pass to Jordan Morgan oh my, for the lay-in. It was a chest no. pass. Put like, them up six. By the way, Luca currently flirting with a triple double. Okay, so Luca just keeps getting better. He has increased his points per game each of the last three seasons, including putting up over 32 a game last year, which ranked second in the NBA, only behind the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid. Now joining NBA Today, ESPN Mavs reporter Tim McMahon. All right, Tim, so we have seen the video of Luca running up the stairs, getting in shape. How is this offseason different for him? Well, I think that, you know, Luca looked at himself and said, what part did I have in the Mavericks' failure of last season? They didn't make the play-in despite him putting up the best numbers of his career. And the question with Luca coming into camp is always, what kind of shape is he in? And he's unique. He, he's a freak in the, the sense that he can be several pounds overweight and put up all NBA type of numbers. But can he stay strong throughout the course of game, throughout the course of the season? Does he have to rest on the defensive end? Or can he participate on that end? Can he play hard? He is putting himself in position by the work he's putting in this summer to do all those sorts of things. And we haven't seen Luka attack an offseason like this since right after his rookie year. You know, there's been a couple years where he did come in uh, pretty heavy. And, and clearly he's determined to make sure that this is different and that he's putting himself in the best position to succeed and the Mavericks in the best position to win. Yeah, it'll be certainly very interesting to see how that translates to him on the basketball court this NBA season. Okay, so the Mavs haven't missed the playoffs since his rookie season. Uh, he's, is he motivated at all by the Mavericks missing the playoffs this past season? I don't think there's any question about that. Luka is a ruthless competitor. It, it, let's be honest, this was an embarrassing season. They make a win-now trade to get Kyrie Irving. With those two guys on the floor, they go 5-11, and 11, and they're tanking the last couple games of the season. That, that was embarrassing. So not only is Luka sitting on the couch for the whole playoffs, but I wonder how much he, he kind of took from watching 
one of his best friends in the league, his Balkan buddy, Nikola Jokic, and the run that he went on, you know, winning a finals MVP to follow up the two MVP seasons that he had. If you remember, listen, Joker calls himself the fat boy when he came in the league. It wasn't until just about this age when Nikola Jokic really started taking the diet, the conditioning, those sorts of things seriously. And you see the impact that's had of just vaulting him into a completely different stratosphere. And like I said, I wonder how much Luka was sitting there watching that and saying, that's what I want. I've got to put in the work to make it happen. All right, well, it'll certainly be interesting to see how he's able to translate all of that this upcoming NBA season. Tim McMahon, thank you for joining NBA Today. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. The $1 million winner-take-all basketball tournament continues tonight with the semis starting at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN. And the app, Heartfire, takes on Heard That with many Marshall alum. Then Friday Beers squares off against Bleed Green. Okay, so NBA summer vacation rolls on here on NBA Today. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar took time to visit San Francisco 49ers camp. Check out this image of Kareem and Brock Purdy. Now. <laughs> Brock looking very small. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Perk, what athlete have you met that was smaller than you thought? Oh, uh, it was a boxer, Tank Davis. Right, <laughs> I knew he was small by looking at him in a boxing ring, but when I got up close, I was like, man, you really are a bitch. <laughs> and I love you, Tank. <laughs> okay, staying in the football realm, Paolo Bancaro was at Seahawks training camp, and check this out, he throws the ball, Nice. And then somehow he gets the ball to stay on the roof. Whoa. Wow. That's pretty far. I mean, Skills. that's pretty good, right, Jeanette? Yeah, it is very impressive. I definitely think I could I could do that, maybe. No. <laughs> the, the accuracy would be suspect. It's hard. The, yeah, the yeah, it's hard. Yeah, the, you think? Yeah, I, I could almost stay okay. on the roof and not bounce okay. off. All right, so St. Louis favorite Celtics, Jason Tatum, threw out the first pitch at the Cardinals game oh, last night. This. First pitches are hard. <laughs> yes. They're very hard. Yes. Look at Deuce. Speaking of accuracy. Oh, hey, Deuce. There's Deuce, obviously. Always I by his side. The that, that's the, I know. That's I want to see the angle. Did he bounce it? What'd you say, Perk? Yeah, the, be the best you know, part of the video is Deuce. I don't care what Jason Tatum is doing. It's all about Deuce. I just Deuce like the Magic Cardinals because you <laughs> That was really cute. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and finally, KD's summer sports tour continued last night, catching fellow DC yes. native. Francis Tiafo match. Durant congratulated Tiafo on the court following the victory, and he was pulled into a post-game interview, which, I mean, I feel like he, he loves talking to the media, so. <laughs> Take a listen to this. What were your thoughts on his tennis tonight, and what's your tennis game like? <laughs> Mine's is non-existent, but it was, uh, it, it was uh, a lot of energy in the, in the building tonight. It was, uh, it was exciting, I'm glad he got the win. And, uh, you know, what do you think about this guy's tennis and what he's bringing to the tennis court? Yeah, he's just bringing, that, first of all, that energy from this area, you know, and somebody so we all proud of him. Who wins on the basketball court? I do. I feel like that's a given. He obviously Go, Francis, go. He's actually one of my friends, yeah. Francis. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Him. Let's go. Wow, Chanae, Slight Flex. We I love know. that for you. Uh, we are proud of you. Um, okay, Perk, we have a little gift for you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the highlight? Yeah. There, oh, my there goodness. Go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
you see it? Look at Look yeah. at it. You look at skinny perk. Body look. Body that was like in his face. No beard perk. Baby face perk. Whatever <laughs> this you want to call it. This is your best dog. I agree, JaVale. I call the poster. JaVale McGee, you my guy, man. I love what you done. I love everything you brought to the table, but I caught you slipping that day. <laughs> Look at the reactions of the fans. Oh, my goodness. That's the I, that was a good find, yeah. y'all. Shout out to the producers for digging that one up. We were able to do that. It I wasn't mean, hard to find. What you mean that was a good find? It wasn't hard little, to find. It was a little fuzzy. Old. It was a back <laughs> in the day. That's it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Pixelated. Perk, good seeing you. Ramona, obviously good seeing you. Chanae, good seeing you. NFL Live is next. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.